Hi, and welcome to Quilt Connections. I'm Karen Ponichelle, and today we are talking with Linda Severson-Guild. Linda is an award-winning art quilter who lives in Washington, D.C., who lives outside of Washington, D.C. in Bethesda, Maryland. She is also an architect, and if you look at her work, you will understand that completely. Her pieces are recognizable for their straight lines, geometry, and the tendency to make people smile. That's lovely. So welcome, Linda. Thank you, Karen. Great, great. So tell me, I'm always interested to know how uh, people uh, get started as as a quilter. How did you How did you start quilting? Oh, my experience with quilts actually started before I began quilting because um, my parents were from northern Minnesota, and back then it was a tradition to give the newlyweds a quilt. And I was fortunate enough to be able to sleep under that quilt from a very early age all the way through high school. So when I actually started piecing things shortly after high school, it was just something that you did. Okay, okay. So how long have you been quilting? Oh, you're going to ask me to put a number on this? Uh, well, you know, not, not, not really. Go ahead. <laughs> no, <laughs> a long time. More than 40 years. Oh, okay. Okay. And did you start out doing traditional work? I did, and I still pick up um, uh, fabric and do traditional quilts from time to time, although most of them are with my own patterns now. Okay. But I find that when I'm doing art quilts, it's good for me to do something that's a little different between projects sometimes because my art quilts can be, I can work on them for up to a year. And I just need a cleansing experience. Sure, sure. So you started as a traditional quilter, and then you became an art quilter. Um, yes. And you're also an architect. So tell us more about about that and how, how it is um, an architect uh, works as a quilter. Uh, you come from a whole different direction as being an architect because we were always taught that when you start a design, you start sketching and you work on parameters and requirements and everything. And um, because of that, I develop a list of things that I'm trying to accomplish with every quilt. And I make make rules for myself. And those rules then guide the rest of the project. You know, am I holding to that or have I broken it? Where is it going? How is this relationship to that relationship and everything? So it's a much more thoughtful approach than a lot of people use. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I've seen, um, I think your work is fabulous and I've seen it. Um, I know it's in the upcycle, um, uh, Sakwa exhibit as well as I saw your, um, I think it was your mother's eyes in the sacred threads eye contact project. That is, that was a fabulous project. Um, uh, do you do a lot of, um, your pieces for, um, exhibits like this? Um, Yeah, I find that if if I'm given a direction, it's much easier to work. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a college professor that said, the greater the restrictions, the easier it is to design. Oh, wow. And I've kind of always found that to be true. And... um, you know, when I'm not doing those things, I'm also working on a series for my hometown. And they are, um, 
quilts based on the architecture of the community because in the early 80s, uh, Grand Island, Nebraska is where I grew up. And it was hit by seven tornadoes in one night. Oh, my goodness. And three, four came from the south and three came from the northeast. So it's like a third of the community was decimated. Oh, wow. And people just started knocking things down and getting rid of it and putting metal buildings up as opposed to the, the beautiful architecture that was there before. Oh, wow. And so I started creating this series about 10 years ago, and I was like, I've got to protect the images of these buildings and, and what the intent was. And at this point in time, I have nine quilts made, mm-hmm. and they have all been sold to raise money for a scholarship for the local high school there. So we have, we've, my class, my high school class is the one that's raised the money, and we've uh, created the only perpetuating scholarship from a high school class. Oh, wow. I'm very proud of that. Oh, that's, that's awesome. That is so, that is so wonderful. Um, I completely understand the whole, um, you know, the, you know, things getting knocked down. Uh, in in Charlotte, the, the town I live in, um, it's growing so fast um, yeah. that everything is getting all of the, it, it's like we're kind of losing ourselves. We're, um, uh, so they're building so much so fast and we're kind right. of losing our kind of Charlotte uh, sense. And I, I, I really get that. that. That's a wonderful project. Um, as far as um, like the uh, talk to us a little bit about the techniques you like to use when you're uh, creating um, your art quilts. Do you paint, applique, free motion quilt? What what do you like to do the best? Oh, um, when I'm working on a project, I like to add one new technique in with each project that I do. It just keeps my mind active, and so um, I love to paint. You know, when I'm doing, like, um, oh, the, uh, lost the word. Anyway, um, various pieces of the architecture of an older building, Uh and there's moldings and crown moldings and all these things. I like to create those in a way that people can step back and say, I know exactly what that is. Oh, sure. and so I've used crayon, hmm. I've used um, paint, I've pieced things to um, get the, the, the shape and the shadows and things the way I want them to be. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, is a Statue of Liberty in the city park where I grew up, and I recreated that in one of the quilts, and I did needle thread thread needle uh, uh-huh. thread painting oh okay mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. and actually in the upcycle piece that you saw i had made the um the t- hand with the torch twice because i didn't like it the first time so the hand with the torch that's in the upcycle piece is actually from the original piece oh really that did not get used oh. so and because you know i was calling the quilt for upcycle points of entree so it's like it made perfect sense to put the statue of liberty's torch there oh yeah so you know it's like i try to incorporate things in a way that will give people a 
sparkle to the eye, mm-hmm. a smile, something that makes them feel good. Oh, that's lovely. That's lovely. Um, I know you're, you're, like I said, your work is in Upcycle and the Eye Contact Project. What other um, other exhibits um, um, do you have your work in? Mm, right now, um, I have two pieces in Fly Me to the Moon. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Um, her story has one. Oh, wow. Her story has one. Um, I, let's see, the, let's see if I can get it out right. The, there's the fourth biennial Maryland regional exhibition that opens in January, and I have a piece in there. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. And then I just got noticed this week that I got accepted into another local show here. And it's interesting because the last two that I just mentioned are not quilt shows. They're art shows. Oh, that's fascinating. So I have crossed the line, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which just kind of makes my heart sing. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm working on a piece right now for a regional challenge here, a Sakwa challenge that's working with the muse. Oh. And... Um, I'm drawing lots of lines. Oh, that sounds fun. It sounds like you do a lot of, not, uh, you do like mixed media that you like, to, since you said you like to add, you know, a new technique every time. So you'll try any any technique, whatever works. Is that right? <laughs> I, I have pulled photographs in. I've done reverse applique. I've done um, reverse uh, thread stitching where you cut out the pieces and you keep on stitching on the front. Mm-hmm. And um, applique, of course, with uh, just by hand as well as machine. Uh, it's, you know, it's, I don't limit myself. It's whatever technique seems to serve best for that use. It's like when I did my mother's eyes, I said, I am not going to pick up a sewing, I'm not going to put any stitches in there from the sewing machine. I printed off a rough photograph mm-hmm. of my mom's eyes. And, I mean, it was a photograph that had been taken, you know, 25 feet away. And I blew it up to 5 by 25, so it was very fuzzy. I played with the Photoshop and, and corrected it and everything. And then I just started stitching. Oh. And I pulled out every loose thread that I had from all my hand-stitching work. And I just started stitching. And six months later, that one was done. Oh wow, that was that was a fun uh, a fun challenge. I really enjoyed uh, doing that myself. Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing. All the pieces that were in that show. I'm I'm here that they're they're touring somewhere, so hopefully other people will get to see them. Yes, yes, and and there's a a book. Is that correct? Yes. Oh, that's yes. It's so much fun. Have you seen the book? I have. I I've heard about the book. I have not seen the book, but it's so much fun because it's the shape of the eyes was actually five by twenty three. Mm-hmm. So the book is very much that same kind of oblong shape. Oh. And so it's just it's a delight to look through them because there's a different set of eyes on each page. Oh yeah. I wonder how many people did their mother's eyes. That's, I think I saw that theme. I think you did that. I think I saw other people who posted um, images. I don't know. Walking through there, it was so hard to see everything. There were so many things. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It was like a kid walking through a toy store. <laughs> 
It's like your eyes went up, your eyes went down, you circled around, you spun. I tried to photograph them, and I missed an entire kiosk, I think. Oh, wow. You know, it's just there were so many to see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that's but, you great. know, that's, that's the beauty of, of, of being with these art quilters, because there's so much ingenuity. Right. In everything, every person that you meet has a slightly different take on things. Right. That delights me to no end. Right, right. And so much, so much talent. Um, yes. So much talent in, um, like, like in my guild and in just all of these quilters. There's, um, I don't know how they do, I don't know how they jury a show because there's so much, so much talent. It's, it, it must be hard to say no. <laughs> I know, I know. And, you know, and where do they start and then how do they know when they're finished? Right. Yeah. It's just, I have huge respect for anybody that decides they want to try, try yeah. jerrying. Yeah, that's true. So tell us um, also, um, that leads me to my next question, you know, what inspires you? Oh, um, a couple of years ago, I challenged myself to post a, an architectural photo every single day on Facebook. Oh, uh-huh. And by taking those and presenting them on Facebook, I wanted to frame them in such a way that other people would appreciate what I saw. And just doing this has helped me see my pieces. Mm -hmm. Because it's like I'm still looking through the viewfinder in a lot of cases, trying to figure out just exactly what's important and focusing on that right so it's it's the photographs that and i take innumerable amounts of photographs and trying to organize them and holding one out and saying i like this one it, it will become an influence or just a texture or something or you know it's like even a stone wall i mean you stop and you look at these and they're just so amazing mm-hmm that, you know, I mean, I respect people that, that look at a tree and can say this. For me, it's the built world. Oh, wow. Wow, that's great. Yeah. See, I look at um, I look at flowers. I uh, I love to do flowers. Um, yeah. So, so I look at that as, and, you know, they're small, and I think people, you know, walk by them. And, but I completely, I completely get what you're, what you're talking about with that. Yeah. 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 It's, there's so many layers even in like a flower, mm-hmm. and you see them where, where, you know, people make them larger and blow them up and give them texture and everything. It's like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Right. So awesome. Right. You know, when I was working, I used to um, go to a job sites and have to review construction and what have you, and the contractors, their eyes would pop every time I pulled a brick out of my purse. Oh, <laughs> You know, it's like, or, or tile samples or something, because I had to compare, you know, what they were using with what I'd been given and, and say, oh, no, I want this brick and not this one, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the guys just, you know, would wait for me to come on the job site and say, okay, what's coming out of the purse today? Oh, that's funny. And I kind of approach my, my uh, fiber art the same way. Mm-hmm. Like, if I can't surprise somebody... There's no point in doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you know the the reason why we all quilt. It you know it. 
I don't know, it, it, like for me, it, you know, I like making things and it just, it's a, a release and it just, you know, makes my soul happy. Yeah, well, don't you find that when you don't do it, that you just feel like you're missing something? Oh, definitely. I do. I, I mean, really do. You know, when I was um, nursing my youngest daughter, I mean, we did it. I nursed her for a year because she would not take a bottle. Mm-hmm. And I created our um, the altar hangings at my church oh, wow. and during that year. Mm-hmm. And it's like I designed so many of them at 4 a.m. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like my, my body relaxed, my mind relaxed, and I just let things go. And I would wake up in the morning and realize that I had the design for the next season. Oh, wow. And so for a year I did this, and I was like, the minister looked at me and he says, well, you're going to have another baby, aren't you? I said, no, I'm finished. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, he says, you, you know, you can't stop designing. I said, I'll do other things. Hmm. Right. But, yeah, it's 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 an imperative with me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get it completely. I, yeah. So tell us about some future plans you have. Anything, Any? any what, what are some of your goals? I would like to get into a big show. Mm. Like? Like uh, Quilt Equals Art Equals Quilt or um, AQE mm-hmm. or, you know, I mean, it'd be nice to be in Quilt National. Oh, but, yeah. You know, like, my work is like so normal in some ways mm-hmm. that photographically if people don't see what is. I mean, my photographer, he's he's like, you just blew me away with what you brought kind of thing. Oh, uh-huh. And, but, you know, it's like it, everything flattens when you look at it in a photograph sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like I just, I have to keep working on this. Mm-hmm. This is my goal. And, you know, to to get people to be able to see and to understand and, and write a short description that draws people in. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is something I work with constantly with myself and then with other people when I read their stuff. And I say, what are you really trying to say? You know, bring it down to 100 words. Yeah. And then fluff it a little if you you want to. Mm -hmm. But take it to its core. And that's what I'm constantly working with with myself. Yes, I I get that too. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Does that answer the question? It does. That does. Okay. Yes. Yes. That's a, you know a big goal of mine, getting into big shows and you know having the yeah. the work you know make me me happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. having somebody say you have made it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Any uh, so with that, can you um, uh, give us any uh, tips? Any any words of wisdom? my big one is always create something that makes you happy you know please feel like you've accomplished something if you're not doing that you don't even try right right um it's like i have two pieces now that are in that have been in shows this year Mm -hmm. this was my year i said i'm going to get into shows this year and to some degree i've accomplished that Mm -hmm. but um you know, I had one project that hung on the wall for 
maybe five years. Mm-hmm. And people, uh, my, my studio is on the roof of our house. So um, people walk by the street and they could see what's on the wall in my studio. And um, one of my friends, she said, my husband wants to know why that those whatever's there isn't moving. Oh. And so I finally started stitching it together. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's, it's um, I don't know, ask yourself questions and answer them, you know, and say, why am I doing this and why am I doing that? Um, I moderate the SACWA members only Facebook group. Yes. Mm-hmm. And basically I like to say I do oversight on it. But one of the things that I, I my, my favorite part of the whole week was when I post the Friday question. Oh, yes, I love that. Because, you know, people are like, they go all over the place. And I get responses, and I see responses that I never would have anticipated. And it's like, you know, I ask myself these questions, and those are the questions that frequently get posted and shared. Somebody asked me if I have a list. Mm-hmm questions that I go to and I was like I don't plan not for this oh, mm-hmm. you know and then other people have asked me if they can share them with their groups and I was like please mm-hmm. you know it's like come up with your own questions too and say you know it's like this is how we become a community mm-hmm. by by sharing these kinds of thoughts and these kinds of discussions which are the kinds of things you'd have over a cup of coffee with a friend right and, you know, it's like we all work in our own little bubbles yep. when we create. And the worst thing we can do is not reach beyond that bubble. Right. Because everything, nothing moves. You, you form an, a sense of inertia that just cannot get things to move beyond. Right. right. So, you know, it's like look out there and, and um, you know, and look beyond yourself. Oh. Mm-hmm. And my favorite, my favorite thing is the old masters, when they painted gold on anything, mm-hmm. would always paint the undersurface red and then put gold on top of it. Oh. Figure out what makes things jump. And, you know, it's like reading about what other people have done. And the, like I said, the old masters and, and guilders and, and, I mean, my favorite magazine right now is Selvage. Mm-hmm. which is printed in England. Right. And it's like, I love that because it gives me history. Oh. And history is what steers my work. Oh, okay. Salvage. I, that, yeah, I've seen it. I haven't, um, I have a few old copies, but yeah, I, I'll have to check that out again. Mm. Do. And, mm. you know, I got an online subscription now for my daughter for my birthday this year. Oh. And um, it's so fun because I can blow it up to the size of the screen and see you know, everything, and, and I get a weekly notice then from them saying, hey, are you aware of this, and this is what's going on, and hey, have you seen this story, and everything. So you get additional information about, from all over the world, mm. and it's just so much fun. This exhibit's opening, that exhibit's opening, and, you know, it's just it's so not quilt-centric. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like stitch and fabric centric. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. why it's called salvage. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, everything is everything is fiber. Oh wow. 
you know, it's like fiber art now goes a little further with the modern stuff. Right. Which is like my second magazine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like, it's so important to, to see what's out there. Yeah, definitely. So definitely. my favorite place to shop are flea markets and, and estate sales. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm like that too. So let's see. Let's kind of wrap up, and I want to tell you. I want. I want you to tell us some of your favorites. So favorite thread. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. All of it. Um. I love Wonderfill now. Oh, okay. I found it when I was traveling through uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, and um, if you ever get to Lincoln, you've got to go to um, Cosmic Cow. It's a quilt shop in Northern Lincoln. And I love Richard. I mean, he's just, he's the best, and I can stand and talk to him for a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. But he introduced me to Wonderfilm. Oh, okay. And it's like a thread, it, it glides. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on with it, but it, it lints a lot less than most of, of the other threads that I'd be used. Mm-hmm. For quilting, King, King Tut and YLI. Mm-hmm. YLI's right down the road from us. Oh. In Rock Hill. You're so lucky. Rock Hill. Yep. Yep. I, I love YLI. Yeah, yeah. For years. Yep. Uh, favorite paint? My favorite paint is from a German company called Marabou. Mm-hmm. I think and it's a textile paint. Mm. And um, it seems to be more available now than it was for a couple of years. Oh. But it has a flow to it. That is just so nice. Oh, do you get it online? Yeah, yeah, that's the only place I can find it now. Mirabu? Hmm, okay. M A R A B U. Okay, okay, good to know. Good to know. Uh, favorite machine? I'm a Bernina girl. Yeah, me too. Me too. I love I, my Bernina. You know, I have a 1230, a 730, a 1700 that my, or 170 that my daughter has now, mm-hmm. and the 880. Oh. So, plus a serger. Oh. So, you know, it's like you pick a pick a machine for the, the project and go yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, thanks so much. And thanks to everyone for uh, joining us today. And I hope you will make a quilt connection soon.